0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and we'll we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. as you guys know we've been covering a lot of the espn stories that have been breaking over the last few days now uh, because espn has been making a lot of news as it seems like they always do at least once or two times a year right it's a perennial thing uh with these guys first was about the layoffs and then we started finding out about the fact that they had to service his debt and the issues that disney was having because disney wasn't getting a lot of customers going there so so many things a litany of things right But now it turns out that ESPN still seems to be in some type of uh, transition mode. What am I talking about? As you guys know, ESPN was bleeding customers. In 2011, they had over 100 million people subscribe to ESPN. Now that number is down to 70 million. And that number looks like it's still going to continue to drop. We also heard some news that ESPN is not going to be partnering partnering excuse me with one of these sports betting companies it looks like sports betting is really taking over uh professional sports as a whole and, they, and it looks like they tr- they're going to try to carve out a piece of that pie that FanDuel and DraftKings seem to have a stranglehold on so that's another big piece of news but anyway this morning I was doing some research and I came across an article uh from Front Offer Sports Now where I get a lot of my business sports news because they have uh they have a lot of great articles that I enjoy reading. And this article was actually speaking about ESPN plus losing subscribers after steady growth. But instead, it says that Disney is still optimistic about its forecast and its outlook of the company moving forward. So let me get into this article here. It continues on by saying Disney took its first step backward in terms of ESPN plus subscribers in its most recent quarter. A concerning sign as the sports media giant deals with an accelerating decline in linear subscribers. But the company remains optimistic, partly due to its direct-to-consumer operations narrowing its overall losses during Wednesday's quarterly earnings call Disney said that ESPN plus had 25.2 million subscriber, subscribers down slightly from 25.3 million in the prior quarter though statistically negligible the decline represents the first retreat from a steady growth pattern for ESPN plus since its debut more than five years ago average monthly revenue per uh, per user from ESPN plus also fell from $5 and 64 cents in the, uh, in the prior quarter to $5 and 45 cents. It's more sobering news for the sports media giant, which grapples with the impact of recent layoffs with the, Yeah. ESPN's linear reach is down to 72.5 million homes. According to Nielsen, uh, down 28% from overall peak of 100 Point one million in 2011 but disney remains bullish on its direct-to-consumer business in part uh in part due to a reduction of more than half of losses sustained year over year for a current total of 500 jesus lord <laughs> 512 million disney is also implementing price increases in cr- across most of its streaming services to drive additional revenue Overall revenue from the quarter grew 4% to $22.3 billion while operating income remained flat at about $3.6 billion. Disney, however, did record $2.65 billion impairment charges heavily related to content impairments on its streaming services. While there's still more to do, I'm incredibly confident in Disney's long-term trajectory, said Bob Iger, Iger reiterated that the company remains firmly intent on offering a full direct-to-consumer version of ESPN. Taking our flagship ESPN channels direct-to-consumer is not a matter of if, but when, Iger said. The team is hard at work looking at all the components to this decision, including pricing and timing. Wow. Uh, This is fascinating. Uh, This is fascinating. It shows you that the sports media landscape is changing rather quickly, to be quite honest with you. You rarely see an industry go through this level of change this quickly. But that seems to be the case in the sports media industry. I mean, for the fact that these guys lost 30 million, think about this for just, just 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 think about that for a second. They lost 30 million subscribers in about 10 years, which means that they were losing about 3 million subscribers over the last 10 years three million per year if you do what three million let me just see something here divided by four ba, 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 ba. so they were losing about seven hundred and fifty thousand sub- subscribers per quarter per quarter which is incredible to me so um People were really, really kind of out on ESPN and the numbers showed that people weren't interested in them. As I said before, I still think this thing is in flux. Um, the news that I mentioned prior, beginning, uh, I it, you know, in this video, where I said that now Disney, I mean not Disney, uh, ESPN is looking to get into the sports betting uh, business. I actually came across a bit of information this morning pertaining to Barstool Sports, which is incredible. Uh, Barstool Sports, which apparently was sold for $500, and $50 million is now being dropped and now i think the owner or the former or the person that sold the company is basically getting the company back for free and they're no longer dealing with them as disney's now be- becoming a be- becoming a part of this business to me there's so many things happening uh there's so many new contracts being handed out as i mentioned to you guys michelle Beadle just signed a contract with amazon uh you know sports there uh, uh what is it damn Lebertard media law uh, Le- network he's there with them as well so there's so many things happening and i think we're going to see a lot more change taking place in the future um i don't really know where this industry is going i don't even know really uh, to be quite honest with you what a sports media company uh is worth these days because the th- things are changing so fast and it's really hard to gauge now if you're enjoying this show be sure to follow us on facebook at dreamers pro official instagram at dreamers pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show now let's continue to the next segment As you guys are fully aware, uh, Kobe Bryant is my favorite player of all time. I think he's one of the top three greatest players of all time, and I'm like, I'm, and I'm not exaggerating. And what I'm beginning to discover is that the more we grow, the more our audience expands, the more people discover our channel. I'm discovering that the more that I say that, uh, a lot of people, the people that are coming across our channel, a lot of them are agreeing with us. And what it makes me realize is that... There's this opinion that has been held for so long in terms of me saying Kobe Bryant is one of the two, three greatest players of all time. But because media has been so skewed in a particular direction, it's hard for these people to find another voice that feels the way that they do. So whenever they come across some of our videos, um, I've been we've been getting we've been getting a lot of positive feedback where a lot of people are like, finally, somebody saying some of these things. Right. So I don't think I'm on an island. I think there are a lot of people globally that think Kobe Bryant is one of the two or three greatest players of all time. As a matter of fact, a lot of the people that have watched our Kobe videos, some people have him right there behind Jordan. There are others, you know, I'm one of the people that has him behind Kareem out of respect, out of his resume, uh, et cetera. But the other people like, nah, man, <clears throat> in terms of a basketball player and skill and all of that stuff, I got him right behind Jordan. Now, where am I going with all of this? Well, it turns out that that there are actually some NBA players that have retired over the last 10 years, that have actually played against Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Michael Jordan. And a vast majority of these guys have Kobe right up there with Jordan. That's number one. Number two, whenever they bring out these questions of like, who are your top five or top three, I've noticed that whenever they ask this question, there are usually three names that come up. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant. Those are usually the three names that always get thrown out there, and then some people have them in various orders, right? But usually those are the three suspects. So what happened? Uh today was going through the internet and I came across <clears throat> a clip from the podcast All the Small Podcasts with Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. They do a fantastic job. One of the one of the guys who were actually early to the podcast game, So they were there interviewing one of the most clutch NBA players in NBA history in Robert Ory. Now, what makes Robert Ory unique? Well, the thing that makes him unique is that Robert Ory has played against Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James. So usually towards the end of their podcast, what they usually like to do is a segment called quick hitters where they ask their guests uh, uh, you know a, a series of questions quickly and they're supposed to give their answers rapid fire. So on this particular show they asked him rank these three players Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan and LeBron James.
1: And and I'm glad we get to ask you this question cuz you saw all three. MJ, Kobe, LeBron. <sighs> where are they at in, in in your opinion? I I I think MJ is one, Kobe is two, and LeBron is three, because... Why not someone agrees with me? I, I You know, it, I tell people, all that, that. I don't think MJ had a flaw in his game. You say, what, you know, people say, well, he he didn't shoot threes. He could shoot threes when he wanted to shoot threes. He didn't need to shoot threes, because you couldn't stop him going to the hole of pulling up on the J, you know, and Kobe was the same way, you know, and I, I think LeBron is a... F- Great player, you know. So when you say this, people will think, "Oh, you smacking LeBron mm, in the no. face?" No, 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 no I'm not. doing He's still, he's still one C, you know. Kobe's one B, and this mm-hmm. Mike's just his first, you know. And I, I know the body of work that all these guys are putting in, but I just think when you, if you say, "Is there a flaw in LeBron's game?" Yes. Was there a flaw in Kobe's game? He couldn't play post defense, mm-hmm. and people don't. You know, if I say this, people not like, for say, real. "That's why Bonds yeah, killed him." Yeah, seeing people get mad at me saying it. No, it's like. Just be honest. Just watch, and that Kobe, like the way he used to play him was like this. It's like you can't play a player like this. You got to have contact. It's so many things like no, that. No, it wasn't offensively. Yeah, it's just so many things you talk about, and so that's why to me that's how you set it up because you know those other guys got that chink little of bit, armor. little one, mm-hmm. little bitty chink. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna, you know, micromanage everything like we do in this world, not that's why you put MJ first. Mm. And he got more rings than all of them.
0: <laughs> so you heard what he had to say. He said he has Jordan number one, he has Kobe number two, he has LeBron number three. Now, in my top four, I actually have uh, Jordan one, Kareem two, Kobe three, LeBron four. So these guys are quite close to each other. But what I thought was interesting about his reasoning, if you noticed, he spoke absolutely nothing about stats and accomplishments. If you noticed that he didn't even bring them up. What he talked about was their basketball skills. And essentially, he said, when you're comparing players at this level, you're going to split hairs, number one. Number two, if you noticed, he was basing his decision upon very each of those players' weaknesses. He looked at Michael Jordan and he said, Michael Jordan had absolutely no weaknesses in his game, which is true. Now, only idiots will tell you that Michael Jordan's weakness was a three ball. Do you know why those idiots would say that? Because they'll say, well, he didn't shoot a very high percentage. The reason he didn't shoot a very high percentage was because no one was shooting him in the NBA. So in, in, in all actuality, it would be a stupid shot to shoot. So people saying this know that the people they're saying that to are dumb. They have no knowledge of NBA history, and they're going to run and follow that. Why would you be the only team, the only player in the NBA chucking up those shots? Number one. Number two, it's not a very efficient shot to take. The three point shot. Number three, the the reason Jordan said he didn't resort to shooting threes was very simple. He said because he felt like it would take away from his aggressiveness. And for a guy that averaged 37.1 points on twos, I think you know what the hell he was talking about, number one. And to suggest that Michael Jordan couldn't shoot three-point shots if he decided to would be one of the single most idiotic comments anybody would make talking about basketball. But nevertheless, there people are going to say that. The fact of the matter is Michael Jordan' basketball game was complete. And if you noticed, he said Kobe was a great player, but he wasn't a great post defender. That was a nuance then even my, if you hear the noise in the background I was just that's just the rain so ignore it that's a nuance that even I was unaware of that even I was unaware of so kobe does have some weaknesses in his game kobe was not the defender michael jordan was although he was a, <clears throat> a hell of a defender one of the top all-time leaders in all-first defensive teams made kobe bryant a two guard made nine all-first defensive teams, 12 overall. And then, of course, LeBron himself also does have some weaknesses. So, to me, I thought what he said was quite interesting. I thought the angle that he took was quite interesting, and I think he made a very good argument. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. You know that most people, most people that follow the NBA believe that Michael Jordan is the GOAT, the vast majority of people. This is when you look at all the players that have ever played in the NBA, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Oscar Robinson, Akeem Olajuwon, uh, Larry Bird, Michael, uh, uh, what is it, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, all of these people, after considering the facts and taking all of these people into account. The vast majority of fans, both younger and older, all believe that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. But here's an interesting thing. You see, because we spend so much time talking about NBA fans, we forget that other athletes and other sports are also huge fans of michael jordan and also believe in the greatness of jordan and it shows you really the impact mj has been able to have not just on the game of basketball but just but on sports in general for him to really inspire so many athletes across various fields is actually incredible when you think about it now what am i talking about uh uh, today came across an article uh from fadeawayworld.net and this particular article was highlighting some comments that the goat of football and Tom Brady and the comments he had to make about Michael Jordan. And essentially what this article was alluding to was that it was essentially saying that Tom Brady wasn't chasing Joe Montana or anyone else like this in football. In fact, the person that drove him was Michael freaking Jordan. So let me get into this article here. It essentially says, <clears throat> Tom Brady's goal was to pass Michael Jordan six championships. The article continues on. Any athlete that gets to the professional level in any sport's dreams of becoming the greatest player to ever play their game. That's not true. (laughs) Two games, two names that have achieved that distinction in basketball and football, respectively, are Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. Michael Jordan arguably became the GOAT across sports after winning six championships in eight years with the Chicago Bulls in the 1990s but Tom Brady was planning to surpass him as soon as he won his fourth Super Bowl, his former teammate revealed. Me and Brady are training in an, in LA at his gym, and he has the location of where the Super Bowl is on on his whiteboard in his home gym. And it's like March, Julian Edelman said. And I'm like, what is that? And he's like, that's where we're going to play the last game. And I, And I was like, we're going to get you past Joe Montana. Because four, you know, four Super Bowls. He looks at me with that golden stare, with those sizzling steel blue eyes, and says, I'm not going for Montana. I'm going for Jordan. In 2014, Tom Brady won his fourth Super Bowl, and many thought that that would be as many he would uh, ever manage. But defying all expectations, he went on to win three more to put his tally at seven. That is one more championship than Michael Jordan got during his illustrious career with the Chicago Bulls. Tom Brady was further motivated when Michael Jordan talked trash to him. It is impossible to compare goats across uh, across sports, but the number of championships and trophies can always be counted. And while Tom Brady eventually surpassed Michael Jordan, it didn't happen before Jordan got some shots at him in in 2015 when he still uh, had only four rings. Come back to me when you've got six championships. Jordan supposedly told Brady during a golf game in the Bahamas. Yeah, you know, you know, this is goat talk. This is how the goats relate. Now, think about this. Tom Brady, if you look at his accomplishments, and I'm, a, I'm not a big NFL guy. The guy has seven championships, right? Super Bowl championship rings. He has five Super Bowl MVPs. So, five championships, five finals MVPs, three regular season MVPs, two offensive player of the year. I'm assuming that's your NBA scoring title. NFL comeback player of the year, three first all pro teams, three second all pro teams, 15 all pro uh, teams, five NFL passing touchdown leaders, four times a passing yards leader two times nfl passing rating leader and of course nfl compl- uh, complete c- completion percentage leader and it goes on and on and on and on goat stuff and if you look at mj <clears throat> they have quite similar resumes although it's a little bit different because jordan has six championships uh, six championships six finals mvps five regular season mvps so he does have uh, more than brady there in term, yeah, let me look at Tom Brady's... Uh, yeah, he has more, uh, super, more championship MVPs. He has more regular season MVPs. All-star games, he has 14. Jordan only played, I think, what, 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, three all-star game MVPs. Ten all-first NBA teams. One second. But he he did have a defensive player of the year. Nine all-first defensive teams. Was the rookie of the year. Has ten scoring championships, and, uh, titles, and led the league in steals. Uh, three separate time so to me it just shows you the legend of michael jordan and how big it is that tom brady the goat of football was up there talking about i gotta i gotta pass jordan that should already let you know it should already let you know and for the people wondering well i don't see why i mean i still think goat. why he's was he not trying to catch lebron james no that's not like for real so to me listen um this just i mean this is just another case like as i said before and i'm gonna say it again if you if you want to argue for who's going to be the goat for the nba picking michael jordan's side makes the argument laughably easy it's like comically easy to win that argument because it's so easy in favor of jordan being the greatest player of all time and apparently the goat of football apparently think so too because that's who he was chasing thank you for listening to today's show and don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on itunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms